Congratulations, job applicant. Out of hundreds of candidates, you stood out for A, your unwavering persistence to get the job done, and B, your antipathy towards vacations and family obligations. Well played. I have no doubt you will deserve the eight-figure salary and opulent benefits that come with this job. But I must warn you, the more you read, the more my employer will consider you a threat should you decide to decline our offer. If you have any doubts about the job, delete this message now before reading further. Artists Ensemble Theatre presents Mysterious Journey, Theatre for the Mind. A new job can mark a beginning of a mysterious, even dangerous journey. From the novel by Dan Klefstad, this is Fiona's Guardians. Final warning. Turn back if you're not prepared to devote your prime years to an employer who demands absolute loyalty and utter secrecy. Take a moment to reflect on which is more important, a career that allows for family and vacations, or a mogul's retirement. Personally, I am buying a Greek island. I hope you do as well when your time comes. To get there, though, you'll have to drag your soul through the mud. If you're still reading this, the job is yours. Almost. Pending final approval from the boss. Your interview is at midnight this Thursday at the Blarney Pub. Wear a suit and a tie. Use an eldritch knot on the tie, which must be silk. I'll be at the bar wearing a black fedora. You may or may not see a woman nearby. Do not stare at her eyes, her mouth, or any part of her body. Be courteous, but reserved. And assume your every thought is on display. Because it will be. If all goes well, I'll train you for two weeks. If you're wondering about a title for your new profession, it's Guardian. I can't believe I wore a tie to an interview that is obviously a scam, or a gag, or I don't know what. If financial aid had come through, I wouldn't be standing outside an Irish pub in Chicago about to make a fool of myself. I'm sorry, our hands are tied. The state failed to fund tuition grants. Again. Isn't there... I'm sorry, no. But... The university reserves have run dry. So have mine. Seriously, I'm living on ramen. Can't you... I'm sorry, but... Our hands Your are hands tied. are tied. Right. Thanks. So that was that. I started uploading my resume on job sites. The only hit I got was from some guy named Daniel. No last name. No business name. No job description. But dangling a salary that paid millions. Right. Sure. Like I said, an obvious scam. And yet, here I am. Excuse me, are you Daniel? Yes, how do you do? I like a man who arrives early. I was a little thrown by the missing arm. Hi, I'm... Not here. Upstairs. There's a private room. Look, before we go any further, I have a few questions. I'm sure you do. You didn't tell anyone where you were going tonight. I'd rather not say. How's that? Well, for all I know, this could be an ambush. Not answering is the only protection I have. You understand? Oh, I do. The question is, do you? No, don't answer. You won't leave this room unless we're satisfied with your answer. We're satisfied? You and I are the only... Is someone listening? Always. Are you armed? Well, I've got two arms to your one, so I'm better armed than you. 
<laughs> Whoa, who? Relax, Daniel. He didn't tell anyone he was coming here. This is Fiona. She'll want a word. Meet me downstairs at the bar after. Wait a minute. Oh, and I'll need to take your phone. Look, I don't... Hey! Thank you. See you shortly. Or never again. We'll see. Oh yeah, that's not creepy at all. Why don't you sit down? Okay. I, uh, appreciate you taking the time to discuss the job opening. But I'm... I just... I don't... How come I didn't see or hear you come in? You're not the kind of woman who goes unnoticed. Thank you. Are you with the CIA? No. The feds? The Russians? The mob? <laughs> no. No. And no. Can you at least tell me the nature of your, uh, business? I am in the business of... surviving. And then she glided over to the unmanned bar. The floorboards were silent beneath her feet. She returned with a glass and pulled a small flask from her truly exceptional cleavage. It is only natural that you have questions. Thank you. I do. Not that I don't appreciate this opportunity, whatever it is. Go on. While I groped for words, she slowly swirled the thick liquid in her glass. Then she drank exposing stalactites on either side of her tongue. Who? What are you? Come now. You know the answer to that one. Try a different question. Is... is that... I know it's blood. Is it human? Of course. That is not an Eldridge knot in your tie. I don't even know what that is. So this job... Will I have to kill anyone? Not if you do your job right. Uh-huh. So... Do I bring victims to you? <sighs> Try to discard tedious notions gleaned from second-rate cinema. Okay, it's just that I really don't think i Talk I'm... to Daniel. He'll explain the system. He's waiting downstairs. I glanced at the door, which now stood open. I turned back. She was gone. What'll it be, buddy? Just water. I'm buying... Bourbon. Then Daniel slid a 50 across to the bartender. Keep the change and make yourself scarce. Oh, anything you say, mister. So she's... Yes. O negative. She needs ten pints every night. I have people at hospitals and blood banks in Chicago, Rockford, Madison, even St. Louis. That's five hours away. St. Louis is the backup for when hang-ups occur. Hang-ups? In case the blood supply gets interrupted. One train crash or explosion and our blood supply gets redirected to the ER. And how do we pay for... The product? With cash. You'll be in charge of investing her money. There's a lot. I'll be giving you a crash course in money management. What about when... How often will I have to disappear, people? You won't have to if you're... Doing my job. She said that already. I'd like to have a straight answer from you. How many times have you killed for her? You don't need to know. Disagree. Hey, bartender... Another. Make it a double. Slow down. This is a lonely job, and you're constantly on duty. Good liquor is the only reward we have time for. Yeah? Hey, bartender. Do you believe in vampires? Kid, I got a wife, two kids, car payments, student loans, and a cat with a panic disorder. The whole world's sucking me dry. Yeah? Well, I have an exciting opportunity for you. Hey! Sorry. He's had enough. I'll see he gets home. This is for your trouble. Thanks. Come on, you. He's up. 
pretty good grip for a one-armed guy. Come on, around the corner. Of course, the dark alley. This night gets better and better. The answer is four. Want to make it five? She scares the fuck out of me. Good, but it's too late to back out. Try and she'll find you. Look, I won't sugarcoat it. I have no family, no friends, and a lot of bad memories. But it's almost over. I did 35 years. You might get out in 30. Make it sound like a prison. More like a tour of duty. How many others are there? Like her? You'll find out soon enough. She's a hunter. I could sense it. Why purchase blood in pint bags when she and others could kill some poor bastard just for fun? It's not fun. Finally, you sound human. Oh, I'm human. Look, I need money, but I don't want a job that makes me feel dead inside. You do know it's too late to back out. It was too late when you walked in. My advice, when you get that dead inside feeling, and you will, think about the money and what you'll do with it on the day you retire. How do you know she'll really let you go? She said I could. After you're up to speed. you know too much. So do I now. I promise to keep my mouth shut. She trusts me. I trust her. She's not a monster, you know. Save the rest of the questions for tomorrow. One more. Oh, for the love of... What? How did you lose the arm? Ah, that. There was an accident. One of your tours of duty? One story. If only to shut you up. It was 20 years ago. Utah, 2001. I'd been Fiona's guardian for about 15 years, and I had a system worked out. But sometimes, you're overtaken by events. Here it is, as promised. 100 pint bags packed in dry ice. Good. You count the money, I'll count the blood. How come you need so much? Does it matter? Not to me. Good answer. Let's do business again. Absolutely. How much O-negative can you get me, say, every other week? I guess 80 or 90 pints, maybe 100. Get me 100 and I'll pay $200 a bag. I can make that happen. Good. You flying that Baron over there? What's the cruise, 200 knots? No clue. I'm not a pilot. I just hired them. Okay, well, safe travels, mister. See you in two weeks. There you are, right on time. Here, let me give you a hand with that. Thanks. What's in here? Heavier than what we agreed. 132 pounds, just like I told you. Same as my daughter who flew with me yesterday. Or she's at the age where she'd kill me for telling. You got kids? None that I weighed recently. It's after six, let's go. You're the boss. Sedona traffic, this is bearing 1122 Alpha, taking off runway 21, left turning. That you, 11s? It's boxcar on your six. Chicago with all that money I won off you last night. Me too. Uh, As I recall, you left more on the table than you came. I meant Chicago, and I was doing okay till you dropped Trip Jacks. Hey, where you staying in Chicago? I'm at the downtown hill. Sure would love a chance to win back my 500 bucks. Game on. Of course, we could bet that 500 on a race to Chi-Town. Maybe. Where are you stopping to refuel? Garden City, Kansas. Make it double or nothing. <laughs> Elevens, you got yourself a Texas size 10 foot. Up, up, and away. Smooth as a baby's bottle. So, Mr. Strange, cool name, by the way, 
What are we hauling today? Lab samples, tissue, can't say much beyond that. Long as it ain't stem cells or cloning, don't hold with people playing God when they should be worshiping him. You a churchgoer, Mr. Strange? Not for some years. I might come back. Don't wait too long. Never know when Judgment Day will arrive. Why does your friend call you Elevens? My lucky number. Born November 11. On my 11th birthday, I went to church and got moved by the Holy Spirit. At 22, I became a father for the first time. And at the age of 33, after wandering in the desert, so to speak, I came back to Jesus. Yes, sir, born again. I see. You heard Boxcar moaning about my winning hand? Three jacks. The 11th hand of the game, as God as my witness. I'm trying to remember the significance of the number 11 in the Bible. All I remember are 12s. Right, the number of apostles. The age of the boy Jesus when he questioned scholars in the temple. Plus 12 sons of Jacob who formed the 12 tribes of Israel. Yep, the good book sure does like an even dozen. But 11 is... Oh, hold on. I got chatter on the headset. Anything that affects us? Nope. East Coast. Some damn fool crashed a plane into a skyscraper. Where were we? Eleven in the Bible. All right. Eleven don't appear often in scripture, but when it does, it usually means judgment. Book of Genesis, chapter 11. Mankind rebels against God and builds the Tower of Babel. God responds by confusing their language. Like, literally, they start babbling. And bam, chaos. What else? The Apostle John had 11 visions connected to final judgment. And the Gospel of John tells of 11 promises God makes to mankind, beginning with everlasting life, if you accept Christ. My takeaway, 11 is a sign to get right with the Lord before judgment day. Maybe you're on to something. Hang on. Headset chatter's going crazy. Something in New York City. Another plane hit the World Trade Center. South Tower this time. And they're saying they think it's some kind of deliberate attack. Put it on speaker. The news got worse. Hijacked airliner slammed into the first tower of the World Trade Center shortly before nine. And then, moments later, a second 767 as the world looked on in horror on fire. As close as we can get to the base of the World Trade Center, you can see the firemen assembled here, the police officers, FBI agents, and you can see the two towers. A huge explosion now, raining debris on all of us. Then a third plane hit the Pentagon. There was confusion about a fourth plane headed for the White House, but now burning on the ground. Crash of United Flight 93 in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. The explosion shook the house. Aboard each plane, the hijackers shouted, Allahu Akbar, 11 letters, as they used box cutters to slit the throats of the crew members. It's Judgment Day! No! Dear Lord, this here's 11's a sinner, 
I know we ain't spoke directly about my little gambling problem, but I'd like to make sure we're square. No, this can't... If this is final judgment, I ask mercy for this flawed but well-meaning servant. I know I've been weak, but I'll give up the gambling, I swear it. Just please, Lord, give me a sign. Albuquerque Center to all aircraft. Land immediately at the nearest facility. This is a nationwide order from the FAA. Repeat, land immediately. Ask for a sign? Albuquerque Center, this is Baron 1122 Alpha. Message received, over. What's happening? You heard the man, gotta land. Ain't no runway long enough up ahead. We gotta turn back. No. Got to. I said no. Whoa, put that gun away. No, keep going. You out of your mind, I'll lose my license and my livelihood. Careful with that trigger, mister. We'll both die if you pull it. That won't happen as long as you keep flying. Mister, this is a big mistake. And it's a hell of a thing dragging me into whatever you got going on. That ain't lab samples, is it? Is it drugs? The less you know, the safer we both are. Sounds like you're in deep. Look, man, it's not too late. I'll testify in your favor if you give me that gun and let me follow FAA orders. We all have orders. Mine are to get this shipment to Chicago. Ain't gonna happen. I don't care if it's life or death. Baron 1122 Alpha, this is Albuquerque Center. Turn around now and land at Sedona. That's an order. Don't acknowledge. But don't. Lord is testing me today with signs I do not like. Just get me as far as Garden City. Once we land, I pay your second installment and we part ways. And that's the end of our little problem. You hijacking my plane ain't a little problem. And at a time when my very identity is shaken to its core. Identity? Eleven is my number. Whether it's cards, horses, or life. This morning I woke up thinking, Hey, 11th of September, gonna be a good day, but it ain't. It's a shitty day, one of the worst in our history. Next, I'm looking down the barrel of a Colt M1911, and now 111 miles from Sedona, we get intercepted. What? Look out your damn window. What? That, mister, is an F-16 fighter jet. Burn 1122 Alpha. This is Captain Spike Ripley of the United States Air Force. I'm in visual contact. I will shoot you down if you fail to comply. Land immediately. Repeat, land immediately. There's nowhere to fucking land! Okay, okay, let me look. There's uh, a private strip on a mesa up ahead. What's the heading? 25 miles straight ahead. Length. The mesa? Runway! Uh, 2,900 feet. Shit, that's half the size of Sedona. It'll be like landing on an aircraft carrier, which I have never done. Baron 1122 Alpha, final warning. Land immediately. Don't shoot, Captain. I'm taking her down. Give me two seconds. Airport elevation. What? Feet above sea level. Uh, 4,700. This is Baron 1122 Alpha Descendant. God bless you, sir, and God bless the United States of America. I'm guessing there's no tower at this little outpost we're shooting for. Correct! Brace yourself, because these crosswinds are gonna be a bitch. And for crying out loud, put that gun away. Okay, okay. There! Are you calm now? Fuck you! What's happening? Damn, wind keeps gusting. 
knocking me off target. Can't you? Shut up! Pull up, pull up! I'm trying! Not you, above us! Is that you, 11 Fox car? I'm right on top of you! Shut up! Daniel. Elevens? What? Not his lucky number after all. Uh, I, I saw a piece of metal pierce his throat. The pilot? He didn't make it. Right. Cargo? Salvaged. But, Daniel, they weren't able to save your arm. My... Oh, God. Under the circumstances, I'm not sure you'll be able to... Yes, stay I will. I'm still an asset, Fiona. Daniel. I have a new source in Sedona. One hundred bags of O-negative every two weeks, plus contacts in Atlanta and Cleveland. One hundred bags of O-neg? Every two weeks. Very well. I'm still working for you? It appears you are. Rest now. I staggered into my apartment with my head still whirling. Without doubt, that was the strangest job interview, scratch that, the strangest night of my entire life. I headed for the shower when I discovered something in my jacket pocket. It was an envelope addressed to some guy named Wolford Perry. Who's that? Inside was an Illinois driver's license for that name under a photo of me along with a bunch of other documents, including a U.S. passport, even a Michigan concealed carry permit. Huh. Guess I'm Wolford Perry now. There was also a handwritten card, lightly perfumed. Dear Wolf, I like your style. The job is yours. I appreciate any man who can keep me in the red. See you tomorrow. Fiona. This episode of Mysterious Journey was adapted from an excerpt from Daniel Klefstad's full-length novel, Fiona's Guardians. The cast includes David A. Gingrich as Daniel, Andrew Harth as Wolf, John Chase as Elevens, Casino Rather as Fiona, with additional roles played by Chris Robertson, Philip Masterton, and Dane Utek. When stages around the world went dark, Artist Ensemble Theatre began producing Theatre for the Mind. If you can, please consider donating to AET or become a patron by pledging monthly. Learn more at artistsensemble.org. And remember, the word artists is plural. As always, thank you for listening.